Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. He carried his own blood. He entered in once into heaven's sanctuary, secured our redemption. He gave of himself an offering to God on the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror, I'm a son of his love. in the family and I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood it was accepted our seal of redemption the blood of our Christ God's holy son Sonship with all its rights and privileges on the ground of his blood. On the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm a son of his love. I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood. It is, it is a privilege for us um, to be gathered here this evening to hear God's word. Today, God has prepared His servants. The special thing is not in the person. But it's in the God that have prepared the person. He has given him a word for us. I want us to prepare our hearts and get ready to join the flight. Blessed. Amen. This flight is going to be cruising from this evening till Sunday. Hallelujah. And I tell you something, God's angel and the Holy Spirit, they will be serving different packages on board this flight. Are you ready? Are you ready? It is my privilege to welcome our brother, the, a former NIFES training secretary of Enugu Zone, a practicing Christian. He is married with one wife and he is blessed with children serving the Lord. Please join me with Jesus' joy to welcome our brother, Engineer Bolu Baba Bunoja. Give the Lord Jesus a big round of applause. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I think you can give God a bigger offering, a bigger club offering. You can make it better. Amen. Amen. Uh, I must say that I've really been blessed by the worship. Thank you, our sister, for leading us in the presence of God. I must thank the church, the young people's leadership, and every one of us who are here, some of the brethren who came also with me, and every one of us, my wife, the children, and you for this privilege to come share God's word. Um, this evening, I want us to begin with a song that um, we sang some two weeks Three weeks ago, when we were having Holy Communion, Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. Now the chorus is on the basis of the blood. How many of us know that song? On the basis of the blood. Okay, I'm going to take some of my time this evening to teach you the song. So if you have a writing material, let's just write the chorus. Uh, I won't have all the time to teach you the stanza, but we must learn the chorus together on the basis of the blood. That's the chorus. Are we together? Okay, on the basis of the blood, twice. That's on the basis of the blood and on the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. On the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities. There are no impossibilities. Just because I'm in the family. Are you there? Reigning through life. Reigning through life. On the basis of his blood. On the basis of the blood. And the blood signifies his death and everything that Calvary purchased for us. Are we together? I will sing it once and I want you to please help me by catching it very fast. On the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family, reigning through life on the basis of the blood. Okay, so let's take it line by line. I'll need to step up the key. On the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood. Can we take that one to go? On the basis of the blood. 
on the basis of the blood to go. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. Again. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. Sing. Please, let everybody just follow me. And I need you to get the tone. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. Want to go. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. Want to go. I'm more. Just give me the bass. Just the bass drum. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. Want to go on the Oh, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror, the son of his love. Now listen, there are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family. Want to go? There are no impossibilities. Just because I'm in the family. Now we're going to take it again. Want to go? There are no impossibilities. Just because I'm in the family. Listen. Reigning through life. On the basis of the blood. Want to go? Reigning through life. On the basis of the blood. Thank you. Did you get it? As we sing it, you will learn it. I want us to just sing the chorus for this night. One, to go. Let's all sing it together. One, to go. On the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no, there are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family. Reigning through life on the basis of the blood. Two more times. This of the blood on the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his Lord. Hey, there are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family. I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood. One time on the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family. 
to thank you that by virtue of Calvary by virtue of your death and your blood we have access to this life we want to thank you that on that basis on that reason by virtue of the fact that you went to Calvary Everything about our life is settled. We want to thank you that you are giving us the privilege through this weekend to x-ray again this life that Calvary releases. One thing we ask of you, Father, is that by the end of this weekend, may this life become a reality in us. In the name of Jesus. Let us kill. It is the spirit and the spirit of the word that gives life. So Lord, we ask that you will give life. Minister life to us from tonight through tomorrow till Sunday in the name of Jesus. Father, we have come to you, the blessed God. We have come to you, the God of all blessings. Lord, we ask you tonight, out of your fullness and out of your grace, stretch forth your hand of mercy and release upon us a blessing in the name of Jesus. May we not be satisfied just to hear and sit and listen. May we live with an encounter. May we live with an encounter. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I need a much more resounding amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you. You can have your seat. We are going to be looking at the blessed life. The blessed life. There's quite a lot that God will want to expound and release to us between today, tomorrow and Sunday. But I've been praying that God will release that which is very, very crucial to our lives. I believe very strongly that God is going to reach someone. I don't know whether you are the person, but I know that someone's life is going to be set on a new plane. Someone's life is going to be re-energized. I know we have been talking about the kingdom life since January, but please open your heart to God. God is going to reach you. Tonight, I just want to set a foundation for what we are going to be talking about. And um, many, many times when 
people talk about blessings, when people try to illustrate a life that is blessed, you hear them saying things like, this man is blessed. And he's blessed with what? He's blessed with children. Yes. What else does God bless his people with? With what? With money. God bless you. If somebody comes and people look at him and say, this man is blessed. The first thing that comes to your mind is you begin to look around the man. You begin to try to check where does he live? What kind of car does he drive? Where are his children schooling? And if he's a young man, who are his parents? So many times, the expression and explanation of a blessed man it's about what the man has. It's about what the man can show. It's about what the man has in his possessions. It's a description of things and things and things around the man. So when a man is blessed, he must have an evidence. There needs to be something to show that this person is blessed. Sometimes you say, he's blessed with wisdom, he's blessed with knowledge, he's blessed with this, he's blessed with that, he's blessed with a wife, he's blessed with a job. So what defines the man's blessings is the things around him. So as young people, our aspiration is to acquire things. Is to acquire degrees. Is to grow up one day and also have a wife. Is to grow up one day and also have children. Is to grow up one day and also have a certificate. Also have things. That when the man brings out and shows it, they say, wow, he's what? He's blessed. She's blessed. You know, sometimes we are sitting in church, and church is so quiet. Very quiet, everything is going. Venerable is giving announcements. Immediately he just said, God blessed, professor, this and this and this, with an appointment in Abuja. What happens in church? You naturally see that everybody is happy. Am I correct? And after church, everybody rushes to the man and says, Prof, congrats. God, God, God has blessed you. Just be praying for us when it will be our own turn. Am I correct? So, when people are being blessed, everybody wants an evidence. Everybody wants to see physical parameters. But that is not what we are going to be dealing with this weekend. We are going to do a survey on the life of 
the father of all blessings. Who is that? Who do we normally call the father of blessings? Abraham. We are going to do a survey. We are going to run through his life to the much that we can today. And see how much we can continue to discover what is it about a life that makes him or her blessed. What is it about a young lady, a young man, that if God beats his chest and says, I will bless you. Hey, the man should go and be rejoicing or be looking forward to seeing in his life. What is it about the blessed life that makes him blessed? And as we look at Abraham, you will also discover that Abraham had his challenges. Abraham passed through some of the very, very physical challenges that everybody faces. In your class, many times people are wondering, if the Lord is with you, why has this happened to you? If that's how your God is, then there's no need following the God. Even you, sometimes you ask the question, what really makes me different? Apart from going to church, and carrying the Bible, and sometimes disturbing people called evangelism. They just say, come for evangelism, you just go and disturb people. Sometimes when people want to just satisfy you, they repent, and after you have gone, they repent back. And sometimes you are tired, you are exhausted. You are saying, so what is it? You place your hand on this, it doesn't work. You try this and try that, it doesn't work. And you are asking the question, what is the evidence? How can I say that I am blessed? And for even many of us who have an evidence, when you come out to give a testimony, you say, God blessed me. You see, throughout all this, my year of sojourn on campus, I have not failed one exam. Brethren, is it not the blessings of the Lord? And people will clap their hands and say, wow, that's the blessings of the Lord. So a brother who is sitting there that must receive every exam before he passes is asking, so it means that there is something wrong with me. Am I correct? If you sit in a fellowship and someone comes to give a testimony that he has never failed an exam, and as you are looking at yourself, maybe that morning you read, you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above only. You will never be beneath. And result just came out. And your name is among those that should carry over or should receive. The question is, ah, ah, so am I really blessed? Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. You really must be with your Bible. Because we are going to be doing a lot of reading. Genesis chapter 12. Are you in Genesis chapter 12? Now, the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred 
and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. One of the things that touched me as I read that scripture and God was speaking to the spirit of Abraham. God said, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And curse him that does what please? And curse him that does what to you? That curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Can I begin to inform you this night that when God wants to turn a man into a blessed life, God focuses on him. Whereas if parents or somebody wants to bless you, they focus on the things around you. God's definition of blessing a man. Whenever God wants to bless a man. God first of all does not concentrate on the things around him. God begins to look at you. God begins to look at you. And I'm going to give you a very, very simple illustration. It's like, I want you to become, I want you to, for, for example, I meet you and you say you like mango fruit. And because I want to bless you with mango, I go to the market and buy so much mango fruits and give it to you. One of the things that will happen is that after a while, what will happen please? The mango will finish. And when it finishes, you rush to the market again. You say, that mango has finished. That mango has finished. 
And the man rushes to the market. And says, okay, let's buy mango again. You buy one big basket of mango. Or a big, a big sack of mango. And you give it to, and they give it to you. And you say, wow, I have mango. I have mango. I have mango. And you carry the mango home and you start doing what? You start eating. You start eating. You start eating. You will eat it to a point that it will do what? Some will finish. Some will do what? Some will spoil. Some you will dash people because you don't want it to spoil. And eventually, what will happen please? It will finish. But if sincerely I love you and I want you to forever be eating mango, what do I do please? I will come and plant mango. Now, but ask, please, the person who plants mango in his house and the person who is going to market to buy mango, who is going to eat mango first? <laughs> please talk to me. Who? The person that goes to the market. You who planted, if per adventure you don't have money, how long is it going to take you? Is there anybody who does planting or agriculture here? What is the minimum time that you can start eating that mango? Five years? Yes, there's, there's an option of five years. Yes, and somebody else. Okay. They say there are some now that are sharp, sharp mango. They are hybrid. Once you just plant them, sharp, sharp, three years, you start eating it. So let's assume that three years. If you don't plant a sharp, sharp one, five years. Whereas the other person is rushing, he says, market, today's market, let me go and buy mango. He goes and gathers plenty mango. And as he's coming back, you look at him and say, Kai, oh God, see the way I love mango, but I cannot eat. But please, after five, six, seven, or eight years, who has the higher chance of living in a pleasure of mango. The one that planted mango. So whenever God looks at a man, God is not first willing to give him mango. Many times when we run into the presence of God and we are praying, we are praying, what we are asking God for, God is looking at it and saying, Kai, Kai, if I give you, it will finish. You remember Jesus was talking to some people one day, one woman by the well, he said, this water will do what? It will finish. If you drink it, you will test again. So God looked at Abraham. And he said, Abraham, rather than me lavishing you with things and just spoiling your life, I am looking at you. If you read that scripture very well, if you really, really understand it, and we create that foundation, you will understand the other things we are going to be studying in this scripture. God said to Abraham, in you, <laughs> I don't know how I will explain this. The way God has opened my eyes to see it. God said, Abraham, in you 
shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. You see, God could have said Abraham, through you, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. God didn't say that. God knew that there's something if he puts inside Abraham, you will continue to hear of Abraham till forever. That even when Abraham dies, Abraham has not died. Actually, he has started living. So, when God came to Genesis chapter 12, God said, Abraham, there's something I want to do with you. I am concerned about you. I'm sure, Abraham, we're going to come to that. So the first thing I want to drum into your heart is that when God wants to make you blessed, hey, please, if you get this, I, I just pray you will understand it. When God wants to make you blessed, God does not put things in your hands. God begins to focus on something bigger than the things around you. God begins to focus on you. You. God begins to look at you. And what God is saying in the next 400 years, what can I produce out of this life? In the next 20 years, what is this woman going to become? You are running around saying, ah, I need food to eat. Oh, I don't have school fees. I don't have God, please. Can you just give me school fees? God is saying, in you, out of you. And you say, look at me, a small girl, a small boy. How can I do it? And those are what we are going to be looking at this weekend. But the first thing I want you to know is that when God wants to bless a man, God does not give him things. God does not give him cars. Everything God gives him is not because, is because of what God wants to do in him. Not just so that he can celebrate with it. So God said to Abraham, In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I will do something with your name that whenever your name is mentioned, people cannot push it aside. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible said that Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. So at this point when God was talking to Abraham, Abraham was not a poor man. 
Please, I want you to know that. Abraham was not a pauper. Abraham already had some people with him. And he had some little amount of resources. So God was not particularly. God was not particularly just talking about. I'm going to give Abraham this. I'm going to give Abraham that. I'm going to give you this. There was something that God was so particular about. Let's read chapter 13. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot was with him. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, and in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and High, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also which went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them again that they might dwell together. So Lot was with Abraham, and as Abraham was growing, Lot was also growing. As Abraham's cattle was increasing, Lot's cattle was increasing. Because God has said to Abraham, anybody that is around you will be blessed. As Abraham's resources were growing, Lot's own were growing. So they came to a point that they could not stay together. If you read down verse chapter 13, Lot had cattle, he had servants, he had people who were with him. Abraham also had. And at the point, the Bible said that they needed to part ways. You see, when Abraham brought that suggestion, Lot quickly jumped at it. You know, there are some points you get to in life that when you look around, look at the things you have, you think that you are blessed. And you see, why am I starting on this background? Because we are young people and the craze or the chase of our lives can be to pursue things with all our hearts. Can be to chase after things so that you will prove to your classmates, you will prove to your mates that you are blessed. So Abraham told Lot, he said, Lot, we need to separate. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. The Bible said that when Lot lifted up his eyes, he saw the plain of Mamre, he saw those places, and he said, wow, this is looking like the garden of the Lord. And Lot packed his load and left. After that point, everything you hear about Lot was going down. 
immediately lost, left Abraham. Can we go to chapter 13? I want to, I want to read for you again the blessings that God gave Abraham in chapter 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up your eyes, and from the place where thou art standing, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which you are seeing, to you will I give it, and to your seed forever. And I will make your seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall your seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, the breadth of it, walk around it. And Abraham did that and built a tent unto the Lord. From that point, when God was speaking to Abraham, Abraham was still a tent maker. Abraham was still a very, very simple man. He had not even bought any property, any landed property. And yet God is saying to Abraham, you are going to own the whole of this place. He was looking so insignificant. He was looking so ordinary. Yet God said, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And this evening, I want to take a bit of break to focus on you. What do you look like? What is it that the circumstances around you, either positive or negative, that has made you to conclude your case? That has made you to look at yourself and because of the challenges you face or the problems you are facing or even the testimonies you have, you think in your head that you have a bright future. That was how Lot was. Lot thought that things were settled. Lot thought that he was alright. But Lot did not have the blessing of the Lord. Lot left Abraham. He did not have what Abraham had collected from God. And I want you, because I'm not talking about Lot this evening, but if you check the life of Lot from that point, his life kept going down till he died. Last two, last Monday, Monday, I was talking again with a young sister who we relate with a bit. And we got talking and she started telling me about um, one of her parents. But why I'm sharing this story is that that for me has bothered me so much. That most of our people, I mean most of our business brothers, or even people around us, the graph of their life is like this. They start going. They start doing very well. They get to a point where everything about them is so fine. And it's like they reach their peak. Suddenly, you see somebody who was at the height of his life. Start coming down. And many times you can relate his present with his past. Am I correct? 
Do you have some of those testimonies around you? Some of them are your uncles. So the deception is for somebody to think that because he is doing well, the blessing of God is on his life. The deception is to think that because there are certain things happening around you, that the hand of God is with you. Unfortunately, that was not the case for Lot. He lost his business. He was taken into exile. Everything about his life finished. Lot, when it was time for him to leave the country where they were going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot did not have up to ten people that he can point at that he had blessed. Abraham prayed a prayer and said, Father, at least if you find ten righteous people. And Abraham counted Lot, his wife, his two daughters. Those two daughters, they were engaged to men who were to marry them. That's how many now? Six. And Abraham said, if not for anything, four more servants. There should be ten people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot did not know that even his wife had been lost. That's the deception. I think if I was Lot, I would have said to Abraham, Abraham, there's something about you. I cannot leave you yet. There's something you have. There's something about your life. Every time I see you building altars, there's something you have. There's, there's something God is doing inside of you. And it has not happened to me. Don't send me away. In fact, take all my cattle. Take all my... I want to still collect that. The small boy came out. And you see, when I see young men who are so arrogant, some of them arrogant in ministry, arrogant in many things, some of them because they are working now and they are collecting some small, small change. You just see them move around in the hospital and they are just doing their face like this. I say, life has not taught you a lesson. Bend your head and ask God to bless you. Young people, don't journey in life. We are going to see that very explicitly without having the hand of God on your life. Don't make a mistake to jump out of this country. Lord thought that what blesses a man is his location. I've met some people who say we need to get out of this country. We need to get out of this country. And we need to get out of this country. Listen, last, last, even this week, I was still talking with my elder brother and we were counting one by one. I can tell you, there are, oh my God, there is almost nobody, my relations, people I know, who have traveled to abroad. Any country, US, UK, very, very few of them. The only advantage they have is that when they send their dollars, or their euros, or their pounds, because our currency is dead, their change becomes something big in this country. Am I correct? If somebody sends you $100, now, what is $100? Can somebody tell me? 34500 That's some people's two months salary. But dear, if you work very well for two days, you can earn it. 
But that hundred dollars cannot do anything for you. A friend of mine is currently in Germany. I sent him to help me check a machine. He said from where he was staying. And he transported to where he was going to check for it. The transport was 10,000 naira. Because I asked him, when he told me the cost of the machine, I said, it's like you are looking at another machine. That's not the machine I sent you to ask for. So I said, okay, I hope it didn't cost you too much to transport. He said, it didn't cost me too much. Just 10,000 naira. Maybe a few euros. So people think that what brings the blessing is a location. So I see people who are hustling for visa every day. And many of you, that's your dream. You will suffer. Listen to me. I'm telling you, it's not a prophecy. It's a reality. I've read Bible enough to see that what a man needs is the blessing. Young people, what you need. Thank God for your parents. Some of them have money. Some of them have this. Some of them have the have and the have. In fact, some of them have told you, you are the one going to inherit this. You are the one going to collect this one. You, the younger one, will take this one. You, the elder one, will take this one. The elder one's children will take this one. And you are just moving around like a... Just give a sink twinkle of an eye. All those things will go. Go and ask all the wealthy men now. How many of them are living on inherited wealth? There are very few. Second generation wealthy men who are living on the wealth of their fathers. They were people who struggled for their own. And because the children never struggled, they don't know the value. But you see, this evening I am asking God, what is it that makes a man blessed? Do it to me. Are you hearing me? I'm hoping that will be your prayer at the end of tonight. When God now got to chapter Chapter 13, God kept saying something to Abraham. He said, in your seed. Chapter 14, verse 8. Chapter 13, verse 14 down to 18. He said, for all the land which you are, which you, which you see, to you I will give it and to your seed forever. Now, because of lack of time, let's jump to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. In Genesis chapter 14, Abraham, Lot, and Sodom were captured and taken away. They had already begun to, Lot had already begun to suffer. And he sent a distress message, a distress call. They called Abraham and they said, Abraham, your son or your nephew has been taken captive. And go and help him. The Bible said that Abraham started gathering his servants. And inside Abraham's house, he was able to raise an army. Of 318 soldiers. Now tomorrow we are going to be dealing about. How do I lay the foundation to have a blessed home? So let's leave that. But I kept asking. 
How could a man that did not have a child watch 318 people giving birth in his house and all of them were growing up and they grew up to go and help deliver Uncle Lot who they also saw in his house. Now because I'm not going to be expatiating so much this night about some of the characteristics of a life that God has blessed. But one of the things God told Abraham, he said, in you, what will happen? All the nations will be blessed. We are going to discover that a blessed man is so blessed that it rubs up on everybody and everything around him. You cannot stay with him and experience a cause. Everything around him breaks forth. You know, the more I studied and prayed and prepared for this meeting, the more I knew I was so far, very, very far from this life. I see people who are celebrating my two children. God shot Sarah's womb. But he made Abraham to have 318 people in his house. He mobilized them. They went and delivered Lot. Set Lot free from all that was harassing him. The king, all of them, he brought them back. He said, you should go and settle down. I'm praying that God we make me and you a channel of blessing. I know you will understand by and by. But you see in verse 17. The king of Sodom came out to meet with him. After his return from the slaughter of Chedaloman, The kings that were with him and all of that. Now can we all go to verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham. Of the Most High God. Possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God. Which had delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And Abraham gave him tithes of all that he had. Who is a blessed man? As I begin to get into that, we'll pray. Who is a man that you can look at and say, this man is blessed? Blessed 
verse 18, verse 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1. If you are there, you can quickly read that for us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, if you read that from King James, what did it say? If you are carrying the King James, what did it say? Blessed be the God. Now, if you go back and read Genesis chapter 15, verse 14, verse 20, and blessed be the most high God. And if you go back to verse 19, he said, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of the most high God. As I round up tonight, who is a blessed man? Which life can you look at and you say that this life is blessed? Forget about everything around the life. And Melchizedek, which is of the Most High God, a priest, he looked at Abraham and he said, Blessed be Abraham. Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. I want to say to you that the blessed man, when you are looking at a man and you want to check, is this man blessed or not? What you need to check is what is his root? Who is he of? Ephesians chapter 1 says, Blessed be God and Father who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In what? In Christ. So, I want to ask you, what is your source? What are you springing from? Melchizedek looked at Abraham and he said, this man is of God. Of, in English, is, is, is dealing with a root, is talking about what is producing this man. Who is backing him? What is he living on? What is, what is sustaining him? What is it that if you take it away from him, you actually have taken life from him? What is it that if somebody drags from your hand, the person has finished you? That is what you are made of. That's what, that's, that's the substance you are made That's what actually holds you. 
And for Abraham, Melchizedek could identify, this man is of God. This man's root, this man's foundation, if you come to Abraham and you want to finish Abraham, disconnect him from God. Disconnect him from his source. Oh my God, you will have a shadow of himself. Jesus said, I am divine. You are what? You are what? So let me inform you that the only thing that matters, whenever I look at somebody and I see what a person builds his foundation on, I know he's going to crash. Met people who speak so arrogantly. And the question I ask is, who is backing this man? What is it that this man is depending on to make him talk so confidently? Every blessed and blessed life is receiving its source from Jesus. I don't mean that you are born again. That one is Nazri one. I mean that your very existence, what is sustaining you daily, what is it that if they take it from you, sincerely you will begin to suffocate till you die. That you cannot do without. It is not just a religion that we are coming to church. Really, it is my life. It is your life. It's only a life whose source is hung. Whose source? Who is surviving? Who is drawing his strength? You know, I see a lot of people who are even doing business, who are working, and they are saying, don't worry, when I finish, I will come and settle all these bills. Some of us, we have so much expectation in that our certificate. But, when Melchizedek looked at Abraham, he said, this man is of the most high. Brethren, a blessed man is a man who sorts Whose sustenance, whose life, whose complete existence is drawing root and source from God. If you want to kill him, come and give him another thing and say, this one is going to give you life, he's going to change your future, he's going to make you hope, he's going to give you hope. And whenever I look at such things, I say, thank you. Anything that is going to give me hope, I don't want it. I want to do things that are just an extension of my root. I don't want things that will be my root. When people come and advertise everything for me, say, if you do this in the next two years, you will become this, and you will become that, and you will become this, and you will become... I said, I have already become. <laughs> and sometimes they look and say, is it that you don't want money? I said, any money I need has just not come. I already have it. See, even if I start doing business, it's not because I'm looking for money. I have looked at my life in the last two years. I have settled it in life. That what takes care of a man is not his work. 
Because if I tell you the work I'm doing and I tell you the salary I'm receiving and I tell you my monthly expenditure, you will say I'm a thief. Did you hear me? You will call me a thief. I don't say it outside so that people will not suspect me. But God has shown me that if a man is of God, he will survive. He will not just survive, but he will excel. Everything we are doing on earth is an opportunity to express God. It's not so that we can have life. No, no, no. We already have the life. Because we are drawing life from God. We are already existing and excelling. And somebody says, but, but where is your car? I say, you have just not seen it. Hey, open your eyes. If you open your eyes, you will see it. Sometimes people come around you and say, ah, sir, God has blessed you with this. I will shake my head and laugh. There are many things that happen in my life that don't surprise me. Because I already know that the possessor of heaven and earth, are you listening to me, is where my life is monitored. Anything I don't have today, I don't yet need it. You don't know what I have done to get a big job. And every time I did it, God said, you will not get it. Until I settle down. I've run here, I've sent CV here, I've sent this here. And God said, can now, can you set to it that your life gets its source from what? From God. That's only when you can be blessed. All spiritual blessings locate a man when a man locates Jesus. We are still going to come to Ephesians, maybe tomorrow. But the Bible said, in Christ, every blessing you can think of is already there. So instead of me to go around looking for blessing, what do I need to look for, please? I need to be getting into it. I say, Jesus, I heard that there is this one also in you. There is favor in you. There is prosperity in you. There is increase in you. There is enlargement in you. There is multiplication in you. So what do I do? I put myself into him. I put myself into him. And when he says, oh yeah, stop now. Go and do this. If I do it, it will prosper. Are we together? That's the first thing I want to ask you. I'm not just asking you, are you born again? What is the source of your life? You are not yet working, young people. But I have met a lot of people, especially civil servants. Hey, if you take their job from them, you have finished them. It's a very civilized service that nobody is a military man there. They don't take risk. Very, very job maintain the status quo. But tonight, God is saying, there's a life I want to release to you. I have to begin to round up. When the king came and met Abraham, he said, Abraham, <laughs> I'm going, to, I'm going to give you money. Just give me the people that you came back with from the war. Take, take all these things going. <laughs> Abraham looked at him and said, hold it. Hold it. I won't even collect this rope. They used to use and tie shoe from you. Because you are going to claim right over the blessing I'm already carrying. He said, you are going to try to put patience. 
on something that you have no hand in. So that tomorrow when you see the evidence, you will come and say, it is we, it is we that contributed to that man. I say, what kind of blessed man is this man? A man who understood that a man connected to God, his life is set. There are no impossibilities. Did you hear that song we sang? There are what? With him, nothing is impossible. He doesn't manage through life. He reigns. I have not gone even halfway of what I plan to do this night. But I think at this point we need to pray. I need you to go and review. What is my life hanging on? Some of you, your life is hanging on medicine. If they come now and say, Sue TH, there's a problem we have. Let us close this. A brother in your neck wrote MB exam. Face second MB exam. The brother ran mad. Semi-mad. People had to be running after him to catch him. To catch him. They say what he said, I failed. He was running around. They had to carry him and went to drop him in one senior friend's house. What happened? He failed second MB. And I think that failure was meaning that he was going to fail out. His hope was gone. What was going to give him definition was being taken from him in broad daylight. And he says, so why am I living? I need to die. If they come now and they close this park, they say everybody in this school, back your load and get out of here. There's no messing again in this place. Some people will collapse immediately of heart. They will just fall and back up their parents with every, because they are the hope of their family. Every morning, the family, they have contributed it for them. Say, you must be a doctor. You can't come back. You, if they fail, they say, continue. If they say, go and start again, you must be a doctor. And when I look at them, unfortunately, they grow in life, abandon medicine. Some of them start chasing money. Some of them retire. So it's actually money they were looking for, not medicine. <laughs> Am I correct? Oh my God. Am I correct? They said they have resigned and left medicine. They are now pursuing what they really were looking for. They thought they would get it faster with medicine. But medicine is not fast. Brethren, I want to confront you with that question as we pray. What is your life hanging on? What is the anchor? Of your life. What is the basis. For which you are living. If somebody should ask you now. Why are you a Christian. If somebody should ask you. What is, what is it about your life. What is going to be your answer. As we begin to pray tonight. I want you to redefine that. Have you been pursuing things. Pursuing husband, pursuing wife, pursuing job, pursuing money, pursuing that. And you are looking for the day you will also share your testimony that God blessed me with. You know, I've been like that. I say, God, I want you to give me one testimony that when I share it in church, it will shake the whole church. And people will say, your God is alive. <sighs> God has disappointed me. The more I look for those kind of testimonies, the more God confuses and frustrates those things. And God said, you already have the testimony. I said, what is it? 
you are connected with me. I want you to be satisfied with that. I want you to begin to appreciate that. That I, am, I have a union, I have a relationship with Christ. I am in love with Him. I have Jesus. Young people, I don't want you to be timid about this Jesus. I have lived small. I've looked on which day I was shouting in the house. My wife said, what's the problem? I saw a young boy who was my classmate in secondary school and they said he died. Immediately I picked my phone. I started calling some of my friends. I said, what happened to Ocheba? I knew we were also mates in the university. I heard he didn't finish. Just got his life messed up and all of that. I shook my head again. I said, when will people come to realize who really gives life? This evening, can you reassess your life? A blessed life is a life who people are seeing the branches, but the life knows that it is sitting on top of a root that can never be shaken. That is anchor. Sometimes people celebrate the fruits you bring out, but you know that you have a root that is producing everything, and that's my anchor. That's your hope. Shall we pray? I don't have time this evening to tell you about some of the privileges, some of the resources, some of the things that happen to a blessed man. But if you don't mind, I want you to stand wherever you are. I don't want you to bow your head. I want you to celebrate this night. That I'm connected with the possessor of heaven and earth. Everything I don't have has not just been dispatched. It's coming. It's coming. My anchor is him and him alone. My hope is built on nothing else. That's my joy. That's my celebration. Some other people celebrate things. I celebrate him. Some other people are looking for things. I am looking for him. I want them to say like Abraham. Blessed be Abraham. Of the most high. Of the possessor of heaven and earth. I don't have time yet to trace with you. But when people came to Abraham, they said, wow, surely the Lord is with you. There's something you have that makes a man blessed. Your life is sitting on him. Something is sustaining your life. Hey, your life is not just moving around. The anchor, the, the root. The foundation is Jesus. Do I have young people here who are making a commitment to Jesus? And they are saying, no matter whatever people advertise on my heart, on my face, 
And we go and say, Lord Jesus, is this something you want to use to help me? Or this is another scam? Is this the channel to where you are taking my life to? Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. Some of you are so proud about your son name. You say, don't you know that I'm from Naji family? Don't you know that I'm from this family? And God is saying, that family can quench. All it, all it requires for that family to quench is for your father to die. If he just dies, things can turn around 360 degrees. But not for a man whose father is the king of all kings. Not for a man whose Lord is the Lord of all lords. Whose connection is the connection to heaven. Who understands that the most high God, the owner of heaven and earth, is his father. Is his friend. Is his Lord. Is his king. Is his love. You are set to begin to experience and touch the blessed life. That's the first foundation. If you don't have that, I can assure you, you'll be struggling. You'll be running from this to this. You will try your hand here. You will run around and beg this person. You will run around and say, Oh God, please help me. Oh God, please help me. You will run here. You will run there. You will run here. But when you finish running around, you will still discover that you have nothing. You have caught nothing. Marabo shalabako sandayaba. Rebo Santayaba, I'm a son of the family, I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family and I'm running through life just because of his blood. Brethren, are you managing life? Are you looking so pitiable before people? When you come to your class and they say, Hey, Chidiman doesn't have a girlfriend. You say, leave that thing. It is not godly. And you go back and you are feeling ashamed. Celebrate Jesus. That's a man that is blessed. That's a man who is going far. That's a woman who has something that she's looking at. And she's saying, through me, in me, all the families of the earth will be blessed. My life must be a testimony for God. My life must not end with me. Something must spring forth out of this life. Because I'm connected to the king of kings. Because I'm connected to the blessed God. Lord Jesus, I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited to be in union with Jesus. Oh, I'm excited to have Jesus. I'm so glad I belong to Jesus. I'm so glad that I have connection with Jesus. Oh, my brethren, can you reaffirm that commitment again? You are all I want. You are all I ever need. You are all I want. Let me just know that you are here. Lord, you are all I want. You are all I want. Oh, you are all I want. You are the reason I live. Rebo Shapanda 
You are the reason I live. You are the reason I'm alive. You are the reason I'm existing. You are the reason I need money. Actually, you are the source of all resources. You are the reason I'm married. You are the reason I have a house. You are the reason I have a job. It's you, Lord. My life shoots from you. You are the reason this my brethren are studying. You are the reason why they are studying medicine. They are not studying medicine for money. You are the reason. You are the reason why we have money. You are the reason why we are Christians. You are the reason why we are alive. Spirit of God, can you open our eyes to understand what we have in Jesus? We are not beggars, we are not paupers. We own the whole world. It's just that people don't know us because they don't know him. They don't know who our father is. So they can look down at us, they can ignore us, they can push us aside, they can talk against us. But they don't know who our father is. If they had known, they would be begging us. Because a day is coming. When they are going to see the fruit. But we have all been it before. I want you to open your spirit to God. And say, Lord, you are all. You are all I want. You are all my desire. You are all my ambition. You are all my future. You are all my future. You are all, you are all, you are all. I need not worry. Why should I fear when I have you? Why should I worry when I have the king of all the earth? Why should I be bothered when the possessor of heaven and earth is my friend and my father? Why should I be concerned and worried when, Lord, I'm connected with you? Somebody here has been timid, but God is releasing power into your life. Somebody here has been ashamed, but God is empowering you right now. There is a release of Himself inside of you. You need to know that you belong to Jesus. Why do you care what people around you say? Your classmates say. Actually, they are not your classmates because they are in another class. You belong to the class of the family of God. You are reigning in life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Rebo Shata. I celebrate my sonship with you. I celebrate my connection with you. I rejoice that I belong to you. I connect again to you. I'm moving out of here with fresh boldness, with fresh confidence, with fresh courage, with fresh power, with fresh fullness, with fresh understanding, with fresh love, grace, and zeal to follow you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. I need a much more resounding amen. In Jesus' name we are prayed. If you are really excited, in Jesus' name we are prayed. A blessed life is a life that is shooting out from the blessed God. People are seeing the branches, but you know that what is holding the branch 
is the root and the stem people cannot see. And you are here tonight. That connection has a problem. Boldly wherever you are, lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to reconnect. I want to reconnect. If in Christ I have all the blessings, so where have I been? I want to reconnect again. Whenever you are, lift your hands very boldly. You are saying, God, I want to reconnect. Why have I been having network jam? Because I carried another SIM card. Whereas, there is access to the throne. They have opportunity to talk of access, but we will do that tomorrow. But tonight you are saying, Lord, I want to reconnect. Many times when we talk about a blessed life, you think it's a beggarly life. You think it's an unfortunate life. You think it's a pitiable life. But no, it is a great life because it's connected to the great God. Father, you are seeing these hands that are lifted up. At one point or the other, some were connected. But they are saying tonight that I lost connection. I lost connection. I began to build my hope on things. I began to look around for things I we used to identify myself. I was so interested in things that I lost you. Lord, but tonight they are coming back again. They are saying, oh God, I want you to be my source. I want you to be my pillar. I want you to be my Lord. Father, I'm pleading that you receive them again. Rearrange that connection in the name of Jesus. If you have lifted your hands, can you just say with me, Father, Father, I'm coming back home. Like the prodigal song I left. But I'm coming back home and everything I lost, you are regaining it back. You are reconnecting me back. Lord, let that joy be restored. Let that fellowship be restored. Let that, let that happiness be restored. Let that fullness be restored. Lord, I look up to you again. You will remain my Lord for life. Thank you, Father. Oh Lord, we give you praise and glory. Blessed be God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Lord, we bless your name. Because you are the source of all blessings. From you all blessings flow. Tonight, thank you because we have that connection again. As we continue with this meeting, let the blessings begin to flow. Let them begin to flow. We are living out of this meeting with a fullness. We are going out to begin to express and operate that blessed life. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Christ came as a high priest of good things to come. He carried his own blood. He entered in once into heaven's sanctuary secured our redemption he gave of himself an offering to God on the basis of the blood on the basis
veins is of the blood. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a son of his love. There are no impossibilities just because I'm in the family and I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood It was accepted our seal of redemption the blood of our Christ God's holy son Sonship with all its rights and privileges on the ground of his blood. On the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm a son of. I'm reigning through life on the basis of the blood.